Welcome to the Wad Pod. Join me as I sit down with CrossFitters, fitness experts, top coaches, professional athletes, and other well-known gym goers to listen to their journey through fitness. In this episode, I went over to CrossFit Rotherham to sit down with athlete Georgia Davenport to discuss her recent experience at the semi-finals in Berlin. Georgia has clearly always had the required mindset and dedication to make it as a professional athlete, whether that was in gymnastics, diving or CrossFit. I'm looking forward to seeing her and the team send it at the CrossFit Games in Madison 2023. Georgia, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for giving up your morning and providing a location here at CrossFit Rotherham. We are in the CrossFit Rotherham office. Not very uh, glamorous, but you know. Um, what a crazy weekend you just had. Um, before we go into semi-finals in Berlin, let's dive back into your fitness journey. No pun intended. Uh, so kind of, yeah, what, what sports did you play growing up? And talk me through kind of your fitness journey up to now. So I started out in uh, gymnastics when I was really young from been like two I went to like little kids classes and then when I was kind of six I joined an elite program and trained from the age of six five days a week up until being 14 and then I started diving I did like a talent transfer diving and gymnastics work quite closely with each other um and gymnastics quite a young age span as a sport so I I took up diving from Sheffield and and kind of went from there and, and progressed and things got pretty good pretty quick with the background that I'd had and then when I left school, I did it full time. Um, competed for Great Britain, uh, did Youth Olympics, European Championships, British champion. And then kind of when I got to, I was 22, so only a few years ago, I'd kind of started to slowly fall out of love with it a little bit and, and took up coaching it. And that's when I decided to retire. And then I found Cross. So you do diving from, so properly from, say, 16 when you left school? Or uh, no, I 18? did it properly from... Been, I did gymnastics and diving alongside just from being 12 right. and trained pretty full on. So I did yeah. diving for 10 years, 12 to 22. So your training as a teenager, like what did that look like? I'd go to school and then I'd go straight to the pool and train. We trained four till seven every night. And then on a Saturday, we trained nine till three. So it's pretty full on. It's quite busy. Yeah. It's always been a bit hectic, but it, I grew up doing it from when I was in primary school. I'd go to school and then I'd go to gymnastics. So I'd never, I've never known anything different. Because I did, well, at school I was like a swimmer, even though I don't know how I thought I was a swimmer. Swimmers are all like six foot plus. <laughs> but, six foot plus. But anyway, at school I was um, swimming captain, like really passionate about swimming. And I used to train before school twice a week yeah. at 5am. And that was hell. Oh, yeah. It's twice. I don't know how swimmers do that, to be fair. So, no, but I, even still, like just committing to a sport at that age. I mean, you have to be good at it, don't you, to, to pursue it. Yeah, I think it. I never questioned. I think because, like I said, I grew up in it. My mum was an athlete as well, and it was it, it was just normal. It wasn't normal. To, and then my friends knew only ever knew me as doing sport, so they accepted. Yeah, that was kind of my life. And what was your mum an athlete in? My mum was on the Great Britain team for her hundred meter hurdles. Yeah, so she did hurdling. So, Team GB, what did that training look like from like the later years? 
so we we train full time. So we do two sessions a day. We kind of do a nine till twelve, and then a two till four. And then I also coached it because um, I wanted to earn some money. So then I'd coach then from four till half seven. So I was at the pool kind of all day. Was that Ponds Forge? Yeah, Ponds Forge. I jumped off the ten meter. Hey, that's good. Game. Jumped. Yeah. Terrifying. No, we, that is that is impressive. Not many people want to do that. It was well, this is when we used to swim there. So we used to do like um, the English Championships relays. Yeah, we're at Ponds Forge, and it was like in between heats. I just thought I'm just going to quickly get and do it. I think that, I don't think I was even meant to be using it, but right. well, that's that's impressive. Not many people want to do that. In, so in your diving, were you like ten meter? Yeah. So I originally did three meter springboard. So I did my junior career on springboard, um, Europeans, and that kind of thing. And then I had two knee surgeries and couldn't dive on the springboard again because the way you have to push it and it moves. So then I had to. If I want to stay in diving, I had to then move over to 10 metre, which essentially is two different sports. They're completely different. Because you, your 10 metre, well, you don't jump off it. It doesn't well, bounce. bounce. Yeah, it's it's higher, forward. you do different kind of things. And most people, once they get older, you, you specialise in one or the other. So I still wanted to dive. So I thought, oh, why not? I, the height thing didn't really bother me. So yeah, I, I moved over to 10 metre and then did did well on a senior level at that. And was it always an individual or do you do like synchro or...? I only ever did individual diving, yeah. Cool. And before we before you found CrossFit, like, did you so between diving and CrossFit, were you like working? Did you do any? Did you ever consider a, a lifestyle where you weren't an athlete? Yeah. Or? So when I retired diving, I was done. I never wanted to compete ever again. Like it beaten me to the ground a little bit in the end, and I didn't like the pressure that I started to put on myself. I just fell out of love with something. And I thought, you know, I don't ever want to have to, I spent my whole life having to be at training, having to get up, having, and it, at the time it didn't feel like a chore, but that was my life. And I thought, you know, I, I don't ever want to compete again. That's 100% sure. And I don't ever want to have to be in a schedule where I have to turn up and train if I don't want to train. Yep. And I lasted about five weeks. <laughs> so in those five weeks, did you like go crazy and party uh, for four weeks straight? Or? No, that's, I'm a bit, I'm a bit boring when it comes to stuff like that. So no, but I did, I did like I'd go on a run and then I'd go running and then I did squash lessons. And I thought took you up be... like a six week squash just to do something completely different, like a like I was like the youngest there by about like twenty years, but it was fun. I'm surprised you're not a professional squash player. <laughs> like... I just didn't want to do anything that was going to be remotely serious ever again. Okay. And talk me through the knee surgery. Like, what? So I had wear and tear at the grand old age of 15. Was that just the amount of training? I think doing? so. Just the, the, the pressure through the body over the years. So I had one knee surgery didn't work. And I had another knee surgery where I got it screwed. Um, so, yeah. Does that have any implications now? Or is your knee... No, I think, um, you know, they're, they're sort of as anyone's normally probably would be. So, no, I'm, I'm all right now. Do you think that it could just be an excuse? Because I once popped some cartilage on my knee playing rugby and I still can't do CrossFit because I blame my knee. <laughs> no, no, I, mean, I think it's legit. But no, I actually feel like the best I've ever felt. I think because CrossFit is so varied and I've been in a sport that diving is like repetition, repetition, the same yeah. thing. Like my body was just taking a battering. Whereas now, like, yeah, I feel good. Feel good. So would you say diving is more physically demanding than CrossFit? Different. Diving is very mental. Yeah. Uh, you stood up there, you're on your own, and you train hundreds of hours for a, something that lasts 1.2 seconds. So it's it, they're both different challenges. Okay, so would you say you've not really worked 
a day in your life. Mine is coaching diving. Is that? Uh, yeah. That's I the that's the wrong way to phrase it. Sorry, like sorry. I, I, I don't mean you haven't life. worked. Obviously, you've worked incredibly hard in everything you've done. But I mean, like I've never worked a normal worked job for someone or yeah, I work for someone. I coach okay. for Sheffield Diving. Right. So I'm one of them. But again, it doesn't feel because it's the hobby that I grew up as a kid. It doesn't. I never feel like I'm going to work. Do you think it's a mindset then, just to like you've obviously got a mindset where you are driven to become a athlete or yeah I, th- I think probably yeah I don't the know fact that you've that. tried to go down a different route and it ended up yeah, going full circle well the biggest fear that I had when I retired from diving was that I would never do anything again in my life that would make me or anyone else around me proud and that sounds really daft to say but I think it's something that most athletes probably go through and out no at school I was a diver at my family occasions they'd speak to me about diving and training and they'd be proud of the things I'd accomplished. It almost becomes part of your identity. It was me, yeah. It's all I'd ever done. That's what people spoke to me about. It's yeah. the thing that made people around me proud. And I was like, no, no one will ever be proud of anything I ever did. And I, I was terrified to tell my parents that I wanted to finish. I still have that fear now, to be honest. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so where did you, how did CrossFit come about? Where did you discover it? Like, what did you see up? So my husband and I actually watched um, like the fittest documentaries on Netflix. He'd he'd been he did a little bit. Not he didn't do CrossFit in a CrossFit gym, but he'd done some like CrossFit style training on his own. Um, and he like put the doc- documentary on Netflix. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then didn't really think much of it at the time. And then after like five weeks of like my squash lessons and going on a run, <laughs> uh, I, I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look and like Google the nearest CrossFit gym. And then yeah, I came and. Loved it. Was where was the, was it this gym? Yeah, well, Crossfit Rotherham was the yeah, first place yeah. you just okay. And how soon from doing like your first month of CrossFit did you have the goal of becoming a CrossFit athlete? No, again for quite some time I was like, I, I, I look, I don't want to compete. I just want to come do an hour a day and leave. I did that for quite some time, and then mm-hmm. yeah, Mark was like, there's this team competition, strength in depth. The gym does it. Do you want fancy? And I was like. So then I did that, and then, yeah, I was pretty hooked. From there, it was yeah. kind of the goal. So, as you know, I've had Dan Tyre on this podcast. Um, how did the team come about with Dan and Saf and Moritz? Um, obviously, we knew of each other. They live not far away. Um, they approached us and me. They they did team last year, and obviously, their circumstances, they wanted to do something close to home, having been so far away last year. So we kind of sat and... You know, they asked if I was up for it, and of course I was. Um, and we we struggled to find, you know, we had someone and then it, it didn't quite work out. And then for the fourth team member, we were like two weeks out of the open and we were like, we're going to just have to go individual. We don't have anyone. Uh, and Dan reached out to Moritz just on the whim. But we, I don't think any of us thought it was, would truly happen because of the distance that Moritz, he, he lives in Wales. Uh, it would be a big commitment. Obviously, the new rules, you had to do all the open from this gym. From the same gym. From right. the same okay. gym. Um and Moritz said, give me, you know, give me a few days. And we were like, we need to know. Uh, and he said, yeah. And from then, we, we haven't looked back. So I've known Dan for three years and I'm still waiting for the, the call. You know? <laughs> Fuck you up. I was like, why are you asking this guy in Wales? I live literally in Harrogate. <laughs> Out of the doorstep. Yeah. No, but that is commitment to be traveling from Wales every oh, single week. He's done it. It's unreal. He's, he's, you know, he, the first time we ever met him, he drove six hours. He got out of the car. 
stretched himself off and did the open workout. No. And then got back in his car and drove back six hours. It, yeah. You know, he's he's certainly, he's gone above and beyond to be honest. Stepped up. Yeah. So let's talk about the weekend then. So obviously when Saf got injured and Alex had to step in, did that create a, did it create more pressure to think, okay, we're at, we're in a different scenario. We've not been, because obviously you hadn't been training with Alex or done, you hadn't done all the open workouts no, yeah. leading up to it. No, so I think how it all happened with it being such a late put together team, it, it was all a bit of a whirlwind and it was an incredible whirlwind. We did, you know, we were still very, very new. We not had many sessions together and we did the individual quarterfinals together to try and get to know each other a little bit. But then by the time team quarterfinals came around and before we'd even knew about it, we were third in Europe and we were like, oh, right. You know, we've done, right. done a good job here. We, you know, there was quite a little bit of hype around what we'd done. We were new; people weren't sure what to expect, and we went and did that. So we went from being kind of, you know, on top of the world, thinking this is this is good, this is good. To, you know, we got the call about Sassani, and obviously, absolutely gutted at the time. We, you know, just broke down and thought, like, because how excited we were about what yeah. we were about to do. I know it was really the the podcast that I did with him aged really badly because. He was. He literally said in one of the clips, like, "We've just come third. We're so hyped for it. We've got a really strong team. Yeah. See you in Berlin." And then I put, I posted the. We actually, Jamie edited the reel. I had the reel ready to go. I was just about to post it, and then Dan sent the uh, post to me about uh, Saf, and I was like, "Like that's the worst timing ever." It actually happened. We were on a training camp in Pembrokeshire. We, we went to wait. We went to Maritz's gym for the yeah. first time, and it was like the very last workout, the last day, and. Oh, it actually happened when you were all there as well. I've been like the strong person that she is. Like, I'm fine. It's good. I think it's okay. So it kind of took a couple of weeks until the scan and everything. And then then we realized what had happened. So if anything, it well, Dan said you had like a like a chat with the coach. And Dan said, look, why, why aren't we up for winning this? You know, like, yeah. okay, it's a knockback. But as a team, we're still really good. Do you not? Yeah, I think we lost. I think we were just a little bit lost. We'd gone from this roller coaster of we were on such a big high. We'd restart to bond as a team. We got on great. Uh, and we were up for doing it as the four of us. We've yeah. got people on our roster, but obviously you don't, in the in the moment, you don't think that's you're going to, anyone's going to get injured. So we, we felt probably a little bit lost for a couple of weeks, a bit down. Everyone kind of handled it differently. We weren't together. So you're on your own, stewing thoughts a little bit. And, Alex is Alex is incredible. Alex has jumped straight in. You know, we again. I don't think she potentially thought we would be in this situation. Um, I mean, what a good job you actually had someone. Oh yeah, up because like so fast. Other teams didn't. Who yeah. then just didn't. Yeah, and we we went through the motion of training a little bit, and and then yeah, we we had a phone call. And it was you know, what do you actually want? And we were like, well, we still want to get to the game. Let's well, Come on then. Let's go. <laughs> So tell me through day one. So day one. So if I'm going to be completely honest, I still in my, I wanted to go to the games, but I didn't ever think it would happen. Okay. Uh, Is this before day one or at the end of day one? Before we got there. But I think that was me protecting myself. I didn't want to truly want something and it, and it not happen. So I think I was just telling myself that we're just going to go and have a good time now. What's happened happened. Yeah. We're still here. Let's just go and have a good time. And then event one happened we were in the last heat because of where we'd qualified and 
we beat some people in our heat and then it came up that we were seventh and it's obviously started straight inside that top 10 and I was like oh yeah yes it's just changed yeah, yeah. We're, we're here to fight now I mean event one was that was the worm the it was just, yeah the worm with the sandbag the run it was like the long endurance one had you as a four practiced the worm quite a lot or we haven't we haven't had long together obviously the, the team has with Alex yeah that, um so we, we'd done bits and we'd rehearsed the workouts when they got released a couple of times we'd changed we were still swapping and changing tactics trying to figure each other out a little bit more because obviously it was a new team again but that workout for a team you had to have really good teamwork strategy yeah yeah and to say that you just had a complete spanner thrown in the works and you then came seventh was like well it showed that you had yeah we came off that floor and you know and down was like you know that was this is what we're here for we've you know we're right in we can do this we just yeah just stick to the plan each workout and and let's go workout two you came 22nd yeah we had a bit of a shock and <laughs> We went from sky high to like yeah. rock bottom. Oh, okay. But yeah, back into reality. Yeah. What could go wrong? Where, where do you think now, where, what did the we team struggled. find hard? We struggled. We got a fair few no reps. Um, and we, we did a really good job of on, on the floor, not letting it get in our head. And, you know, we weren't, the, there was a bit of a miscommunication of what our no reps were actually for. Yeah. Some of them were for lockout. Then I was getting no rep for waiting on top of the the bar but you had to wait on it so there was a bit of a, there was a bit of confusion and but we we carried on and obviously actually beforehand that was a workout that we thought would be really good for us we practiced it three times and we got a really good score each time so then when, i mean if you didn't get no reps you'd have probably it'd have been a different it story it would have been a different story uh a little bit but we went from a super high event one to a bit of a low event two and but then we were still 13th after day one so we, we you know we were in the still fight. up there we were in the fight so just to get your opinion on CrossFit judging. I mean, I don't have a solution. That's how you change it because it's ultimately just an opinion. Again, like yeah. boxing, you just have a ref, uh, a judge that just decides who wins based on points. Any sport that involves judging, you're always going to get. Sometimes it's going to be unfair. Sometimes yeah. it's going to be judged yeah, correctly. Exactly. Yeah. When you have forty teams, yeah, you only need a few judges that aren't quite fair. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's always going to be, you know, they're trying to uphold the standard and, and fine. I think the, the most important thing is when you are getting their reps and you are going, that is going to happen yeah. to just not lose your call. And, yeah. you know, we ended up having to do a lot more muscle-ups than what we planned each set. And Moritz was strong enough to, 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 do it. to do it. I do think that ultimately, yes, the judging is a tiny um, factor as to why it can be unfair. In CrossFit, ultimately, the outcome is literally down to how fit you are and how fit you are. How good you are, and just keep going. How does that compare to diving? Because, so like from watching diving in the Olympics, I've literally got no knowledge on diving, but to me, a dive can look very similar, and the score can be like six or it can be a nine. Yeah, diving again is someone's opinion. Yeah, you know, you've got a set of judges there, and they control someone else's opinion controls your entire career. Whether they like, you might do the best dive in the world, but they might not like the look of how you do it. They might not like your style. They might not like how you, something as simple as your feet look or that you, you know, and so that's, it's quite similar. And so I've learned to kind of just accept that yeah, if the judge, and it's what it is. That, and I learned from it, if they were no rep in you for a reason, yeah. you know, most probably valid whether you think it or not. So exaggerate it next time and make sure it doesn't happen. Maybe that's why, yeah, you're quite cool with it, whether a lot of athletes aren't. Yeah, see a lot of. I think it would be like I really struggled on the bench press, and I was getting, I wasn't getting no rep, but I was failing them. 
towards the that was event three it was that was the relay one yeah the and relay the, the, the weight 27 and a half which three weeks ago when in the, i couldn't i couldn't do it i couldn't lift it because then i like 15, 15 of them so yeah and i was i was i was start i had like three left and i was failing at third and i was like come on just if you lose your head right now this is the whole workout done but it still has to get on this floor yeah like i'm trying to against the well a lot i think in in your heat a few of the did it have to go in that order of yeah you have female, to go, male, female, female male female male and a lot of the males well a few didn't actually get no, that because that workout most as soon as that workout got released the men were buzzing who yeah. doesn't what man doesn't like a big bunch fresh, fresh. Yeah. and it was down to the females so they put the females where they put them on purpose yes yeah. so that was workout three yeah the handstand pirouettes yeah you made them look absolutely effortless Gymnastics and diving probably yeah, help. Because <laughs> I mean, it looked like you were you were doing a dive. Yeah, I, mean, I used around. to do a handstand dive on the end of the board. So I'd like to back myself. Yeah, you yeah, had that. Bit. If not, I'd be devastated that my years of training just let me. Down. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> luckily it all paid off. Yeah. Workout four, you came tenth. A dumbbell snatch one. Yeah. How did you find that as an ind- like individually? How did you? That find one that? hurt. That hurt. That was a. 11 minutes of putting yourself in a bit of a hole yeah. and hanging on. And then workout five, you came 15th? Yes. That was the, the max. power clean yeah. one. The li- sorry, the lifting one, yeah. So I think it was, wasn't it max rep cleans at the end? One minute. So you had three minutes on each bar with yeah. two minutes rest in between each. As a team, how did you find it? Um, We did well as a team because we had, we had three members lift day. Did Dan enjoy it? I think so. He just loves, and he just so. loves. I think so. They were they were heavyweights. The, the pressure was on on that one because we knew that I'd be the going into. I was the only female lifting for our team, so it was a little bit. I felt the pressure, pressure more, on. yeah, not because I just wanted to, didn't want it to let everyone down. So then on the so after that workout, did you say you were in tenth? Or we were in join ninth, I think, or tenth. Yeah, going into the final. Into the final. We were in the. We we're going into the last workout in tenth. Yeah. Right. Okay. And. Were you confident at that stage? Like, just before the final workout, were you, were you... We knew where we were at and what we needed to do. Yep. We didn't know, because it was the heat prior to us, what the people in 11th, 12th and 13th that were right on the bubble with us were going to do, who stood behind the curtain. Because you came ninth, so you kind of, you'd think, okay, it, yeah. we should have secured that spot, but then all you needed someone in 11th to come from. To have a blinder, and yeah. that was it. And we didn't know, and... You try to not get caught up in what everyone else is doing, but it is pretty hard in that situation. Um, so, we, you know, we said, as long as we don't have, just stick to the plan, stay smooth, smooth as fast. As long as there's no, like, disaster here, we can do this workout. It is crazy because that's all you'd need is just... No disaster. Yeah, something to go wrong. Like, if we just feel like a legless rope climb, for example, yeah. for not putting our hand in the right place, that takes so much time. It's just something simple like that that could have, you know, so it was Changed just... Changed it completely. Cool, calm, and trying to you know we were we were racing the we got to the last set of worm and we were trying to race the people in lane one that were close to us on the leaderboard and i think dan was like come on let's go last last set let's go and we gave everything we got we literally fell over the line and, but we still didn't know in that moment if it was enough or not we didn't know i suppose at that stage you just think look we, we did the best we could there was yeah. no mess ups we've yeah done our best we're on the floor we're, we've given yeah. it everything so what happens yeah anyway you did it (laughs) 
So you go into go into the CrossFit Games. So Madison, um, I was actually trying to look back. Will you be the first UK team to go? No, there's been. I think there's been quite a few UK teams. We're the only UK team, obviously, this year. Yeah. Um, and then there's an individual guy and, and two masters. So there's not a not a humongous amount of Brits there this year, but but putting CrossFit Rotherham on the map, I bet that's really um, satisfying to put your CrossFit gym that you joined just as a normal member. Yeah. Who, like. Would have never, never thought I'm just going to attend to CrossFit Rotherham and do a few workouts. Yeah. Now you've, you know. Yeah, I'd go into the event that I watched on Netflix that made me want to try it. Yeah. So then it's kind of gone full circle. You joined this gym because of that. Yeah. And now you're going there um, with the gym. Yeah, it's crazy. Satisfying moment. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so two months until the games. Yeah. What's the next two months going to look like? Or is that kind of I in think, the hands of your trainer? Yeah, we've got a team call. Um, in the next couple of days, try and figure out everyone's everyone's doing. But I think try and just be the best we can be. You know, we all have different things we need to work on. Yep. Um, and we'll we'll get together for sure. But yeah, it's it's definitely gonna ramp up a little bit now. So will you train as a team every week? As, probably not every week, just because of the distance. And I have quite a lot of work commitments coming up. I know Dan and Saf do also, and Alex. So we'll we as we've done, we do the best with. That we can, and when we meet, then great. So, obviously, it's going to be a crazy experience to go to the games. Yeah. Um, it's obviously the biggest CrossFit comp for all of you leading up to this date. I was just chatting to Mark, and he said that you've not done that many comps before. No. For a games athlete, you know, like... And I've not done very much. That's what I mean. So, um, experience-wise, like it's going to be mega. To, yeah. To then take that into other individual comps maybe i don't know yeah cross experience wise i have very little experience competition experience i have a lot of obviously with the sure. the background that yeah. i'm from but it is it is different um you know i'm used to the adrenaline the, but yeah being in a cross setting is still very new it's yeah. still overwhelming it's still incredibly nerve-wracking so yeah i think we we have no other choice than to just go and soak it all up and, yeah. and enjoy it after particularly after the season that we've had you probably won't know what next year or the year after will entail because i guess you'll have to discuss it with these guys but yeah do you want to enter more individual comps yeah i would like to i mean one of the big goals for me this year although i 100 was going team and that was decided but i what big goal of mine was to get through to the semi-finals as an individual i didn't do it last year um and i did do it this year so even though i knew i was going to turn it down for me i needed to know that i was capable of doing, doing that, that. yeah and that was a that was a huge goal ticked off and yeah yeah Dan mentioned he might be, I don't want to drop him in this, but Dan mentioned he might be doing an individual comp at the Dubai Championships later in the year. That could be quite a good one. Yeah, that would be quite cool. It'd be quite good to have. We spoke about a few things that we'd like to just have some fun in the off-season together and kind of go Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool, so we're going to finish with some rapid-fire questions. Um, so, do you prefer a ski holiday or a summer holiday? Summer holiday. What's your favourite movement in CrossFit? Handstand walk. Team ice bath or team sauna? Oh, neither, but I, don't, I go sauna. Well, yeah, no one dislikes a sauna, sure. Yeah. But I just wanted to see if you were someone that no, raved about ice bath. Absolutely not. Not yet. No, no. I don't even like like a tepid bath. Like, it has to be steaming. Steaming, yeah. Yeah. Um, vegan protein or whey protein? Or neither? I don't take any protein, no. 
favorite genre of music just in general like soul like soul <laughs> yes What's they it don't like? let me put my music on or the trainer oh god it's like dolly park really, tom jones really like mellow <laughs> yeah. okay so this leads into what's your hype song for a max lift oh uh, like my hype song is dolly <laughs> dolly parton nine to five I mean, if it works for you, it works, works for you. Just yeah. so everyone else is just like... Everyone else is no. like drowning it out. Okay, and one thing that people don't know about you that's kind of weird slash interesting. Uh, I've got a twin sister, I guess. That's yeah, that's fine. quite good. Yeah, that's quite cool. Is she good at CrossFit? No, uh, she doesn't do any sport. She actually got talent spot to start diving and I went in her place. No way. Yeah. That's a good fact. Yeah, because she didn't want to get her hair wet. <laughs> is she like a really girly girl and she's a hairdresser is she i mean god you'd be a hard sister to follow in terms of sport she's always let it's work that she's not competitive not bothered and she's incredibly supportive and actually she was on facetime with my parents while we were in berlin and when they got announced she was like sobbing her eyes out oh so yeah that's cool she probably you probably got all the like competitiveness yeah and she's drive. not competitive she just, at all like yeah. no interest in it where can people find you on social media and everything? I know you love social media and love... <laughs> you're so good at it. Absolute pro. Actually, no, now is a great time. George has got some really good sponsors. Would you like to just mention your sponsors? Uh, yeah, I am sponsored by Defiant Co, Fit Aid and Prep Kitchen. Cool, we'll get all those put on the screen for you and we'll put their links in and everything. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, and what's your Instagram? My Instagram is at georgedownport underscore. Cool, so anyone who's into CrossFit going for Georgia for the next two months she's going to be really active on social media More than ever. and she's going to be leading up to the game receiving loads of information yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode and a huge thank you for listening make sure you're following the pod on Instagram at the dot wad dot pod our Twitter at the underscore wad underscore pod the podcast is sponsored by Wad Powders that's at Wad Powders on Instagram please show some support to the pod by either sharing this episode with a mate or buying some supplements from wadpowders.co.uk. See you guys next week. Mm-hmm.